Welcome. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy with CIO Marketing Services. Today's enterprises have faced more challenges in the last two years and possibly 20 years before that, requiring new leadership, new technology investments, and new innovative processes. And CIOs are in a unique position to take charge, lead the way, and own the title of corporate rock star, tapping their tech expertise and holistic view across the business. The CIO's The New Rising Rockstar podcast, brought to you by CIO and sponsored by Accenture, will explore the many facets of this change. Welcome to episode one, where we'll be talking about what the new digital reality means for CIOs today. Whether you're a newly appointed CIO or someone who aspires to the role, today's IT leader needs the technological chops to equip business changes, as well as the ability to straddle the business and tech worlds with proficiency. CIOs are uniquely positioned to not only run world-class technology organizations, but also serve as the catalysts and drivers of business transformation. I'm joined today by Greg Douglas, who leads Accenture's technology and advisory business. Welcome, Greg. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Barbara. It's it's great to be here. And we are combining two of my favorite passions. Uh, I'm a, a passionate music fan and a passionate uh, u- utilizer and, uh, and a leader in the technology arena. So uh, I'm excited to talk about the CIO as the new corporate rock star and see where this is going to take us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Great to have you. And today's guest is Kevin Hart, former executive vice president, chief product and technology officer for Cox Communications, and now CEO at Segra, a leading super regional fiber-based provider serving commercial enterprise and carrier customers, one of the largest fiber infrastructure providers in the U.S., and a subsidiary of Cox Enterprises. Welcome, Kevin. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, as you mentioned, you know I've been a CIO, CTO for about the past 20 years and just recently took over as CEO in a fiber technology company. And most of my customers are CIOs, CTOs of businesses, hospitals, schools, uh, entertainment companies and uh, telecommunication companies. And I must say, I have more respect now than ever before for the role of the CIO and CTO. That's great. Great. Nice to have you. So let's jump right in. It's clear that the last two years with the global pandemic has created these unique circumstances for CIOs. On the one hand, they're grappling with enabling remote workers, securing enterprise data. And on the other hand, CIOs must support this accelerated digital transformation to both survive and thrive. Greg, my first question is for you. How has this situation changed the role of today's CIO? In other words, what does our new digital reality mean for CIOs? And why are they uniquely positioned to be the new corporate rock star? Well, as, as Kevin mentioned in his introduction, there's certainly a, uh, a new level of respect uh, for CIOs and CTOs in today's, in today's uh, business environment. And the reason that their role is changing so much is all around digital transformation or enterprise transformation. And uh, we use this term corporate rock star, the new corporate rock star, to reflect the fact that uh, in the past, CIOs often had a supporting role. They were a supporting player in the band, uh, standing in maybe outside of the limelight, just uh, doing their job and doing it well. But uh, with combination of the pandemic, a combination of uh, massive advances in cloud computing and data capabilities, 
have uh, really given uh, CIOs a new position uh, in their in their corporate structure. So we're seeing CEOs spend more time with their CIOs than ever before. We're seeing CIOs uh, step into the limelight and lead corporate transformations enabled by technology. And we're seeing CIOs really become a more active member in presenting to boards, not only on the typical IT capabilities around cybersecurity and the operational dimension, but more importantly, supporting the business strategy. So it's been really interesting to see this shift in positioning over the last year or two. Kevin, my next question is for you. The CEO role is new for you. When you took on after overseeing a long list of areas, including enterprise IT development and operations, security and network operations at Cox. And prior to the CIO role, you spent years as a management consultant. Across your incredible background, what do you believe prepared you for the CEO role? And how would you relate that to CIOs as a new corporate rock star? That's a good question, Barbara. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I've always said that the CIO role is one of the best seats in the house uh, from a corporate perspective. And the reason is you see the entire enterprise every single day. You're really involved from quote to cash and supporting sales, operations, finance, HR. And so from, a, from that perspective, uh, having to understand the functional goals and challenges across the company really helps prepare you to take on a bigger role uh, such as CEO because you've already had exposure to all those functions and probably uh, with your IT team probably had to solve a few of the problems along the way. So it's really great preparation um, for the CEO role. And I also think it's imperative as a CIO to be consultative in nature. Uh, There's never necessarily just one way to do anything. So thinking about the pros and cons, leveraging technology, solving for business goals, and then finding a common solution is really the key to being a successful CIO. And the experience as a management consultant in terms of communications, collaboration, trade-offs, and then bringing business and IT together uh, was definitely uh, helped prepare me for the CIO role and also is is helping me uh, at the next step with the, the CEO role. That's interesting. Awesome. Thank you. And now a question for both of you. How can today's CIOs balance the often competing demands for running and securing the business plus enabling business innovation? Greg, let's start with you. Well, we get this question quite often, and and, and I believe we could have an entire podcast series on how to enable innovation inside the company. You know, when we get asked the question as a, an advisor of, um, of, of, of corporate entities around the world, they often ask us, well, how do we spur more innovation inside of our company? And one of the first things they want to do is they want to establish an innovation center or an innovation team. And too often what happens is they look to that innovation team to be the, in, the entire focus of innovation. They look to them to facilitate, to create it, to go implement it. And what we believe, and this is where the CIO comes in, is that, yes, having an innovation center or centers and having an innovation team should be there as a facilitator. But what's most important is the technology teams led by the CIO and uh, the various business groups need to come together and they need to create jointly, facilitated by an innovation team. And so what we also find then is the teams say, well, you know, we don't have enough time to have those kinds of sessions. We're too busy keeping the lights on. And so part of our technology transformation methodology and approach that we work with our clients on is to make sure that we're optimizing and becoming more efficient about running the business, 
and looking for ways to shrink that footprint as much as we can and freeing up time, cash, and resources to be able to focus on creating innovation jointly with a business. And, you know, I know Kevin and I've spent a lot of time with Kevin over the years. Uh, he has been fantastic at doing that when he was the CIO at Cox. Maybe he can share a few examples of how they were able to enable business innovation through the technology lens. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Um, I ha I've had a saying in the CIO role is that uh, you got to take care of the short term if you want to be around for the long term. And so uh, first things first, you have to take care of the blocking and tackling uh, in terms of the performance of the IT ecosystem um, and making sure things are safe and secure and scalable. So you have to take care of that first. Um, and as Greg mentioned, then building on top of that foundation, leveraging the skill sets, the talents, the people, the creativity, uh, and then partnering with innovative business partners, you can leverage your technology foundation to then experiment in terms of driving creativity, new innovation, new sources of revenue, um, and play a little bit of offense and defense in the CIO role. So taking care of the short term is mission number one, and then building on that foundation uh, to be more creative and more innovative to drive top line revenue growth is, is really the fun part uh, once you take care of uh, the here and now. All right, great stuff. Kevin, um, question for you. You won several CIO.com CIO 100 awards. How were you able to drive innovation in your role and how did you get buy-in from your executive peer group? Uh, yes, uh, thank you for, for mentioning that. And really, it was a function of some outstanding teams over the years. And I've had a saying that, that says that, you know, technology is really all about people, both the people that deliver it as well as the people that use it. And re really um, building a team, a first-class team that's focused on winning in the marketplace and doing the right things to enable the business is really what it's all about at the end of the day. As it relates to building um, you know, collaboration with the executive peer group, you have to talk the talk and walk the walk. So you have to speak their language, speak in business terms, and then you have to back it up and you have to deliver results because efforts are interesting, but the results at the end of the day are what really counts. And that's how you build buy-in from your executive peer group. All right, thank you. And here's a question for both of you. Very curious to what you'll say. If you were to genetically engineer the perfect CIO with a mix of skill sets between business, finance, technology, EQ, leadership, customer experience, what would that person look like? And are you a good example of this new corporate rock star? And why or why not? So um, let's start with Kevin. Oh, wow. Good question. I'd, I'd probably start with Greg Douglas as, as the model for that and then kind of elaborate with a few additional skill sets. But I, I do think your list is, is spot on. You've got to understand technology, of course, but the business side of things, financial, you have to have leadership and have the patience uh, necessary through, you know, your, your EQ. But I think a couple, a couple of things that come to mind that are critically important are communications. You have to keep it simple, simplify the message, make sure you're connecting with your audience uh, is, 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 a, is a key trait. So communication skills, super important. And then at the end of the day, it's all about the team. It's the team that you're building that's delivering and it's the team that you're delivering for. And so if you can strike the balance between those skill sets, good communications, good team, good result, uh, you'll, you'll definitely be on a path to success. 
I don't think that I'm a good example of that. I mean, probably the closest that I've ever been to a rock star was uh, the Rolling Stones uh, backstage in 2015. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Greg has some good examples. Yeah, well, of course, not that I can share publicly, Kevin, of course, right? But uh, uh, I think this uh, rock star analogy is a great one. You know, um, some of the greatest rock stars in the world, they're very deep at one thing. Now, maybe they're just a world-class singer or they're a world-class guitar player. But the ones who truly succeed are involved in every aspect of the band's operation. They're involved in the mixing, the engineering, the producing, the marketing of the material, uh, where they're going to tour, uh, engaging with their fans. And they really spend time engaging in all dimensions of the band's operation, not just being a fantastic singer or a fantastic guitar player. And so I think the analogy carries over to what we're talking about here. As Kevin said, you've really got to have a mix of skill sets that you listed, Barbara, business and finance and, and having some EQ and leadership capabilities. And as Kevin said, leveraging your team to a, to a strong extent to get them enabled to do things. And what's interesting to me, particularly over the last six to nine months, in the majority of CIO conversations that I have, we spend very little time talking about the technology. We spend, very, yes, they're all migrating and modernizing in the cloud. Yes, they're moving to restructure their data and to create a really data-enabled business. Yes, they've got a whole new series of SaaS platforms that they're trying to implement. They're worried about cyber. We talked five or 10 minutes about that, but then they quickly want to pivot to talk about their people and how they upskill and reskill their talent, both in IT and across the business. They want to talk operating model and how they work within the organization and how the work organization can collaborate uh, more effectively together. They want to talk about business strategy and how to enable new products and services in the market, uh, how to maybe thwart a competitive threat from one of their competitors and how their technology can enable the business to do that. So I see these CIO rock stars really changing the game. They're not just the traditional super deep in technology and and uh, and maybe just an IT operations person. They're really a really a well-rounded uh, uh, leader and a new corporate rock star. All right, great stuff. Thank you. Before we continue our conversation, here's a short message from our sponsor. Welcome back. We've been talking about the evolving role of the CIO and the potential to be the new corporate rock star. So Kevin, this question's for you. It's clear the digital business environment is changing and the enterprise in response and the CIO's role in turn as well. So the question is, how do today's CIOs add value? How can CIOs step up and ensure success? Yeah, yes. Um, you know, particularly over the last two years, we fast forwarded, you know, five to 10 years in certain areas in terms of uh, digital enablement, uh, customer self-serve capabilities, remote work, remote learning. So it's, it's been an incredible changing environment uh, over the last couple of years. And I don't see that stopping or slowing down anytime soon. And so I think the, the key, you know, there used to be a phrase around uh, as a CIO, you need to bring IT and business together. But today, in, in many, many companies, technology is the business. So you're really in a position to help change the course of how you go to market, how you serve customers, how you operate, how you enable top line revenue growth, and how you 
automate and drive out costs and efficiencies in the operation. So I think those are a couple of key things that the CIO can continue to do to add value, be strategic, think about go to market, and then think about enabling, uh, you know, top line and bottom line growth. That's great. Greg, what are your thoughts? Well, I I certainly think uh, adding value is important. I can't argue with that. And uh, I I will tell you that um, the number one question uh, that uh, we get around the value topic these days is not how can I add value, but how can I measure value? Mm -hmm. And can you help me derive the value that I'm delivering to the business from the technology investments that we're making? And what's happening is, is that uh, I think two to four years ago, when cloud really started to become mainstream and a lot of cloud adoption started to happen, there was this belief that cloud was going to be less expensive. And that by simply going in a variable-based cost structure and not having all that infrastructure, and I'm, I'm talking public cloud here, of course, uh, that it was going to be less expensive. And now what we're finding is that actually many organizations are spending more on technology than they ever have before. And in some cases, 20 or 30% more. So to Kevin's point, and something that we in Accenture and our tech vision several years ago mentioned, is that every business is a technology business. And in order for that to happen, you need to spend and invest in that. But CFOs are turning to the CIO and saying, okay, you're asking me for 20% more than last year. Typically, we've been doing 1% to 2% a year more on IT spend, or maybe even shrinking, as Kevin said, uh, and, and becoming more efficient. Tell me the value you're delivering to the organization. Uh, and that's a hard question for a lot of CIOs to answer. So uh, concepts around technology, business management, technology value, realization. Uh, there's a number of tools in that space these days that are coming out that allow you to capture that value, track it, measure it, and then you know share that with the C-suite. So I think um, not only are they adding value by the technology investments they're measuring, but they're being asked to measure them and work with the business to achieve those goals more collaboratively than ever before. My next question is for both of you, but let's start with Kevin. You talked about building a team earlier in the podcast. How do you build a team of tech professionals to support these changes, to support the new corporate rock star? Tell us more about the CIO University program you developed and the impact it had in growing some of your future leaders. Uh, Yes, we'd be glad to. Uh, You know, about 20 years when I started as a CIO, I was thinking about all the things that we've been talking about today in terms of how do you build the skill set of the technology leader of the future? So business savvy, finance savvy, communication, teamwork, leadership, et cetera. And I knew there was a little bit of a gap in terms of some of those skill sets. So I set up uh, my own internal program and I called it CIO University uh, and would have my top leaders attend that for a year long class. And I would bring in the CFO, I'd bring in uh, mentors, I'd bring in communication specialists, And it was a full curriculum to help the IT leader become the business and IT leader of the future. And, um, you know, the the best thing you can do as a leader, as a CIO, is make investments in your people and your team. And that's what that program is all about. And I'm I'm super uh, proud to say that I've had over 30 uh, of my former employees that have gone through CIO University that are now CIOs, CTOs, or CEOs. And I think the best thing you can do as a leader is to give back, mentor, and help others be successful. And then along the way, that'll contribute to your uh, success as well. Awesome. Greg, any thoughts on that, building the team of tech professionals? 
Well, you know, I think you just you heard it all from Kevin there. And having known Kevin for for many, many years, uh, he started in the professional services space uh, where you learn client service and you learn to build teams and you learn to to really train uh, everybody from the brand new person right out of the university to the most experienced senior uh, uh, um, you know, strategist or, or consultant. And Kevin uh, took those skills that he developed and, and moved obviously into CIO roles and now a CEO role as, he, as he's talked about. And along the way, he's recognized, and I think he did a nice job of articulating that, that it's about building the team and it's about it's about enabling them to do their jobs and facilitating that work to be done. It's not about all the power centralized in one one spot. And I think Kevin embodies embodies that uh, that example in spades. And so um, I think one of the things that we talk about with our CIOs is how do you create a TQ, if you will, uh, similar to an IQ, a TQ, a technology quotient across the enterprise. Uh, we see a lot of efforts to reskill and upskill inside of IT but we're always encouraging them to raise the technology quotient, the TQ across the enterprise. The more that finance and sales and marketing and the product organizations and, and even HR and, and some of the uh, customer service organizations, the more they understand about what technology is doing for, for them and how it enables the business, the better off those facilitated and interactive conversations are going to be that Kevin and I talked about earlier in the podcast. So, uh, I think uh, the TQ concept and the concepts like CIU University that Kevin has implemented are the wave of the future to continue to grow the skills across the business. All right, great. Thank you both. Really interesting conversation. Um, just before we close, any final thoughts or words of advice for our listeners? Well, thank you, Barbara. Uh, given that uh, Kevin Hart is our guest here today, why don't we let him uh, start and close with his final thoughts? Okay, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Barbara. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to be with you both today. And um, I, I really think the sky's the limit for the CIO of today uh, in high demand, both strategically, both tactically, and, and really, as we've talked about throughout the conversation, can be the business leader of the future. And my company, Segar, we we're here to support CIOs and CTOs of our customer base. And so having that background, um, we're, we're going to provide the best service possible in the future. And I know Accenture does the same thing. And just a, a, something kind of funny, tongue in cheek, 20 years ago, there used to be a joke that CIOs standard for careers over. And nowadays it's, you know, careers outstanding, careers on fire. There's so many uh, growth potential opportunities for those that are IT professionals. And I just applaud everyone in that field. Well, uh, Kevin's clearly an example that uh, being a CIO doesn't mean career is over. It means careers on <laughs> right. fire as he's uh, now the CEO at Segra and, and a, a fantastic career trajectory. Uh, you know, speaking of that CEO CIO relationship, maybe I'd, I'd close on saying that uh, we've done some research recently that shows that CEOs are telling us they're spending 40% more time with CIOs than they did two years ago. And so that tells me that CEOs are thirsting for that interaction. They're thirsting for that technology uh, acumen and understanding. We're also seeing boards, uh, board of directors, uh, solicit much more technology input and technology skills in new board members and to upskill and retrain the existing board members in the issues around technology. So. As a CIO, uh, as Kevin said, the sky's the limit. Uh, we encourage you to step into the limelight, step up to that microphone, be the new corporate rock star, and take on the mantle of helping lead your company uh, into this new digital revolution. It's certainly an exciting time for CIOs. So thanks for having us, Barbara. 
Yeah, great discussion. Thank you both. Thank you again to my guests, Greg Douglas from Accenture and Kevin Hart from Segra. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this first episode in the CIO's The New Rising Rockstar podcast, brought to you by CIO.com and sponsored by Accenture. I encourage you to tune in for episode two, where we'll be exploring how to nurture a tech-savvy board of directors and why it's essential. This podcast series is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. For more information, be sure to visit www.accenture.com. For CIO and Accenture, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated, doing businesses foundry in association with our sponsor, Accenture.